I thought I was saying good morning, but I was muted. He was muted. <laughs> Can I give you a bit of good news this morning? What? Good news. Brittany Griner's on her way oh, home. I saw. They they just made the trade. Yeah. I was, well, she's on the plane. You know, they made the trade like last night or whatever. But she's on the plane home now. So... Oh. She's got to spend a couple of weeks in the hospital or whatever. You know, they got to run all the tests and all the stuff, make sure she's. But I watched the uh, press release with uh, uh, her her wife yeah, in the Oval Office with the president and, uh, and the vice president. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize there were so many other people, Harry. Russia got locked up over there. Yeah. <laughs> They just what well, they just collecting Americans. What are they doing? Yeah, so they, so they get their they get there's their other guy. people upset that their their family members been there a long time. Well, they're not upset because I watched I watched the other family members say that they're not upset. They understand that this takes a long process. They're upset at the situation. They're not upset with the administration because you know, listen, Russia, we we can't make them do anything, right? So. So you got to like keep negotiating with them, you know, cat and mouse kind of mess. So, so yeah, so the, the families were gracious, particularly um, the Whelan family who, you know, they're waiting for their loved one too. Um, and so they, they, you know, they had a good statement and they, they were quite generous and they were happy, you know, that she's coming home. And, uh, and I don't think anybody feels like they're being left out. Like, I don't, I don't think that's the sentiment. I just think, they just hate the situation, you know, that this is a situation that not too much you can do. You know, we can't run over there and break into their country and like take over. I mean, we could, but that's not a good look. So we're not well, going to do why that. Why not? We might as well. And at some point, Harry, we're going to have to. Because <laughs> unless he dies, but then, you know, you know, Harry, even if Putin dies, they got a whole laundry list of you know, dictators to pick from, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they got a whole cast of characters. They're not short on communists over there. Uh, is it even communist, Harry? Is it even? I don't even think it's communist. I just think it's, they just made making up stuff now, right? It's making stuff up. I mean, I, I just wonder which of the three Putins made the decision. <laughs> Listen, somebody made it. So I'm a, was it I'm chubby gonna... Putin? Was it thin Putin? I'm gonna leave it there. Was it the one who broke? Yes, that's a story that he fell and hurt his arm or something. Fell. Yeah. So I'm wondering which Putin, the one that fell. <laughs> I wonder if they could all get in the line line dance. The, the one that does karate all the time to <laughs> make it look like he's Diesel. Well, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just happy that she's home. I mean, about time. Yeah, she'll be home in a minute. Like she's flying home now. So, uh, 
that's good news, particularly, you know, Christmas time. You know? Yeah. So, you know, she's got, she's got a lot to do, right? She's got to debrief and depress, you know, debrief and go through uh, 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 mental he uh, health and mental health checks and wellness. And uh, I don't know if she'll go back to work, but, you know, it takes a little bit. It'll take a little bit. So, anyway. Hopefully that Russian uh, basketball team gives her <laughs> a salary for being in jail. I don't know if that's a fight we're going to have, Harry. <laughs> Can we take that one to court or something? I mean. I know one thing. I, I bet you one thing I know for true. She will never step foot back in Russia. I don't give a damn how much that basketball team pays. It and, was, you know, uh, it's unfortunate because she probably she probably has some friends on that team, Harry. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's been playing over there for a couple of years. So, you know, you got some friends, Harry. You go to their house, have dinner, you hang out, you travel together. And I know that I know they hated this situation, too. I know they did. I know they were like, damn. And then we can't say nothing because we'll be locked up with you. <laughs> yeah, she was making a million a year over there. Yeah, a little more than a million. Yeah, right. A little more than a million over there. So I mean, it was like three times the salary here. So yeah. So we're gonna have to figure out how to we, we need to I you know, you know my strategy for the WNBA. Like start having some games at the at the NBA, like let them open for the WNBA. Oh, I didn't know Paul was Paul, oh, it's early. <laughs> Word on the street. What's happening? Fight. All right, so we got it now. Here's the host. Good morning, Babs. Good morning. We're on Munchin Street, and I'm here with Eric, who's he's one of the people at work now, really hard at work, on a long-awaited project to build a lot of new apartments right by the Canal Trail on Munchin Street in New Hallville. This place has been transformed like overnight. There are cranes up and trucks and mounds of dirt all over. There's some framing on the corner. So Eric, you told me your your um what's your title on the job? I'm a laborer. And so what are you doing today? What's the word on the street today? Today we're connecting our sewer line from inside the area that's being built. We're connecting it to the sewer line that runs through the street uh -huh. outside of the job site. So before you can build a building, you got to make sure the stuff under the ground is all in place. Absolutely, very important. So what's your role in that? Like, what were you physically doing this morning? I was cutting uh, into this and over here. Uh huh. We're connecting. Well, we can't hear. You have to have him face the camera. You got a jackhammer. And then you're going to put the pipe in too? So how'd you learn to do that, Eric? Oh, I've been doing construction for probably some 25 years. 25 years. And you work for Giordano? Yes, I've been working with Giordano for years now. How'd you get started? Did you know someone in construction? Uh, how I got started, that's an interesting question. Um, working back in 1989, I mean, I'm sorry, 99, excuse me, working for Chevonis. Joel Chevonis or Chevonis Scrap Metal? Yes. Yes, sir. 
just a scrap metal yard. North Haven. I used to pass by a job site where they were doing highway construction. And I said, I, I want to do that kind of work. And so I did the footwork to find out, you know, who the company was and, and what I had to do. Lo and behold, they gave me a shot. What did they teach you to do first? Oh, heavy highway is a lot different from this work here. You know, heavy highway, you know, bridges, uh, a lot of concrete for I know you're mostly using jackhammers, you're mostly cutting into yes. concrete into the asphalt. Yes, we do pretty much all the grunt work. This is like one of the grunt work. Like, I wouldn't know how to do that. I don't know what that jackhammer is doing. Trust me, it's not for everybody. Right, but don't you have to know, like, you have, don't you have to be careful for instance, you know, oh, the wrong yeah. thing? safety first, always, yeah. always. That's the best thing for any job. Now, do you live around here? Yes, I live. Where do you live? Right now, I'm currently on Circular Avenue. Uh huh. But I grew up in this, this neighborhood. New Orleans. Circular, circular is like two inches past. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's it like to be working on? Like, you start out on the highway. What's it like to be working on a project that's going to be changing the face of the neighborhood where you grew up? Uh, I'm very proud to be a part of this project. Like, for instance, I always wondered about people who, who work on these construction projects. Do you ever go back? And drive by something you built or worked on. Do you think you feel that, or am yes. I making that up? No, that's like that's, give me an example of some place to drive very by. Much real. Q Bridge. You worked on the I Q Bridge. On the Q Bridge. You know. Uh, What'd you do? I got like the last two years of that job. All those big concrete pillars. Poured mm -hmm. a lot of those pillars. You poured the pillars. Yes. So what's pillars. involved in that? Oh, wow. concrete. After the uh, after the iron workers set the rebar, mm -hmm. we come inside. We go inside the structure. You were inside the and we and we pour the concrete, you know, so many feet at a time. It has to be vibrated so that the concrete you know takes well. Uh-huh. Does it harden and then you go up with it hard? Oh, yeah. Oh no no no. It's soft. It's uh -huh. soft the whole way up. So, so how do you rise up? Well, we have to climb inside. Put on harnesses. Really? That, that yeah. was that's oh, kind yeah. of an adventure. Oh, yeah. It is. It's kind it of is. fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I've been doing it you know, for a while. I enjoy the work. So now here you don't need a harness, obviously. No. no. If this if this trench was any deeper though, there's a trench box that uh -huh. we built. I don't know if you can see it when it is. There would be a trench box that lowers any what which which protects you from the size caving in. Oh. You know, how many feet down is this trench? This trench is about four feet, about four feet, uh, Brandon, mm -hmm. about four feet. So after you take your break, you're going to pick up the jackhammer again and continue Absolutely. putting in the pipe. But what's going to be next after that? Uh, we'll cover it. We'll stir it back in. We'll, we'll fill it back up. And we'll uh, put the metal, that metal plate. Uh-huh. And how many days have you been on this job? How long has it been, Brandon? About four months, five uh, months now? We started last spring. Last spring. You've been on this this spring? Because we didn't notice much activity yeah. as this week that it just stepped up. It's a, oh, yeah. I feel like you're going in gear now. As the job progresses, yeah. But aren't we in a step now that we weren't in before, like the last couple of weeks? Oh, Is this a new phase? Definitely. Because it's groundbreaking next week, right? Groundbreaking was actually moving all of the dirt uh -huh. Out of that hole, so these these uh, guys can do their concrete work. Uh -huh. If you look over here, that peak right over there of, of dirt, uh -huh. all 
that dirt was over here. So you had to move a lot of dirt. Move the whole that dirt out of the way first, uh -huh. so they, they can come in and do their work. Let me ask you, what do you do for fun? Uh, have the fish them in. Oh, yeah, where do you go? Rub the fish, fresh water, salt water. Uh huh. Much. What's the last thing you caught? Largemouth bass. When was that? Say about two months ago. Now you're talking to a largemouth bass. My name's Paul Bass. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you, you have any questions, Bass? <laughs> so, oh, so you said you grew up on Ivy Street? I live on Ivy Street grew now. Babs lives there now. I went to Martin Luther King School. Uh -huh. School over here now. Yep, Amistad um, now. Amistad now, yeah. Went to school there, elementary school there. Did some traveling while I was younger. We came back to Connecticut. And what do you remember about this location when it was United Nuclear and all that? My grandfather worked at this place when it was Winchester. Okay, right, right on this part of it because they had a lot of uh, buildings. They, actually, the building was on the far side. Uh -huh. Winchester. My grandfather, he retired from there. What did he do there? He, he made he made rifles. I mean, you know, they were like a specialty shop. There was a. I don't know people who did fix the what tested. he did specifically, but I know he worked there for some thirty years or so. Uh, what, what was his name? His name. His name. Well, we call him Leather. That was his nickname, Leather. But uh, Welfare, last name Welfare. First name? William Welfare. Is he related to like Tish Welfare and mine and all those people? No. Um, Welfare's in New Haven, we know Do you know Badgers, any Badgers or Salisbury? Yes, I know Herb Badgerberry, Bob Salisbury. Yeah. That's my uncle, Bob Salisbury. Oh, okay. Now, I, I, I want to say I see a little trace, but I don't yes, want to. Yes, yeah. Salisbury. Bob Salisbury, my uncle. Did you play hoops? No, I played football. All right, but he was he liked getting me still on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was. Babs, <laughs> any other questions? No, so so the weather the weather has been on your side for you all to do this work. The weather's been on your side. Oh yes, that's been a big blessing. That's been a big blessing. You're just. How many years you say it's been? I've been doing this for some 20, 25 years. Now, did you prep? You prep yourself psychologically anyway in the morning? Yes, you have you any have. routines? Like, yeah. what do you? What's your routine? Oh well, well, well. For me, it's it's pretty much second nature now. For me, I don't mind the cold. It doesn't bother me. I've worked out in the cold for many of seasons over the years. So you do know. Do you do anything after work to like unwind? That's any kind of routine? Oh, uh, pretty much. I, I I try to stay in shape. Believe it or not, even after doing this work, uh -huh. I try to get to the gym. I believe it. A week, especially you know? Salisbury. Yeah. Well, anything else, Babs, for uh, Eric? No, I, I, I see the progress uh, moving along so quickly. All right. Well, thanks a lot. So, Eric, we're going to say goodbye here on Love Babs, Love Talk, and WNHHFM. Right, we'll Word on the street on Munson Street. <laughs> Over easy. to you, Babs. Take it easy. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much. Wow. Oh, he was cute. <laughs> It's very cute. <laughs> it's very cute. We don't judge our guests that way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, he, he's been doing, he said 25 years. Oof. I know. That's some hard labor. But he enjoys it. Yeah, you that know, guy. When you drive him by is. somewhere, Harry, and you're like, that's what I want to do, and you go find out. Yeah.
I mean, yeah, that's true. When you find something you love, you you stick with it. Yeah. Wow. Ha Paul be all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I accidentally left the door open in the room. That's why he was just able to come in. <laughs> Who, Paul? Yeah, you know, in the Zoom room. Oh, okay. I had the door wide open. <laughs> I didn't even, I was like, wait, what is happening? So, no, that's fine. Listen, I I, I want to read more about that guy. I didn't, catch a, his I, I didn't catch his name. I forgot his name already. That was a 9-11 word on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what they do in that space. That's going to be, that's going to be such a community changer. It's gonna be such a community changer. Are you looking? Are you sneaking it? What are you doing? <laughs> Somebody talking to you? <laughs> Ooh! So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't know when that's supposed to be done, but sorry, they it, were asking me if I wanted a uh, cup of coffee. No. Okay. That's nice. I'll take it, Black. You're in the, oh, you're in the office. I mean, yeah. you're in the uh, in the space. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that'll be good. I can't wait to see it finished. I don't think I've ever saw the designs for how it's supposed to look, but that's gonna be a game changer for that neighborhood. That's gonna be a lot of apartments, a lot. Well, so I'll be going to Florida tomorrow. Oh, okay, all right. So Nora will be in my place for the next few days. I don't know how long. I'm not here on Monday. You're not here Monday. Okay. I'm um, not back until Tuesday. So just make sure I, I'll text her. You text, yeah. tell her. Just tell her though, Harry. Yeah, I'll tell I'm her. I'm not she here can. on Monday. I'm here on Tuesday. Cause I'm, I'm traveling back from North Carolina. So I leave for North Carolina tomorrow. I'll Wait, be back hey, on Monday. Is there electricity where you're going? Why? Because somebody sabotaged one of the oh i know right because they didn't want the drag queens they didn't have, want drag queens performing i have no idea people are nuts they no they, that's what it is they didn't want the drag queens performing uh, somebody shot up the the grid well when you're that crazy do you really need a reason i mean right, i don't know how americans want to destroy america <laughs> Right, because that's what you essentially doing. I don't know. I don't know if people see it that way. <laughs> I was like, every time you walk into these spaces and do these things, you are a terrorist to America. Uh, you know, if you don't like a drag queen or whatever it is, <laughs> just don't watch the drag queen. It, it's you like it's like us. If you don't like listening to us in the morning, change the channel. <laughs> We're not gonna cancel anybody. But they want the power out so they can't perform. Yes. But, but do you see when you do that, you see what happens? And I'm sure you live in that town, right? So this <laughs> so does that mean you're out of power too, dummy? Oh my God, these people. But you know, this this is for me, this is American terrorism. It is. It is. It's it's absolutely now they wouldn't see it that way, Harry. They they won't see it that way, but that's no, what that is. No, of course not. 
for them they they're within you know good reason <laughs> so i mean you can't help people like that you really can't i don't know what you do i don't know trade them to russia we got some people over there <laughs> i don't think russia will take them we start trading not crazies for theirs you, you know what that's actually a good idea because we could tell them we know you have labor camps and you like to put people to work put these nut jobs to work yeah here, here, here you go. Thank you. Can I get you anything else, sir? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Norma? <laughs> no, no, that's um actually Debbie, the secretary from next door. Oh, okay. Oh, they she, bring you coffee. She brings me coffee. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I I I saw that and I was like, but you know what it said? You know what it tells us now, Harry? It gives us one more look at where we're vulnerable. If some good old boys can shoot up a power grid and take out a whole damn town, right, or city, just on, just on, just because. Well, there's there's always reports from Homeland Security about our our you know our grid vulnerability, so it's something we know we have to protect it. I mean, we just didn't think our old, old people would do it. Right, some good old boys <laughs> are gonna be the ones who do it. So. <laughs> That's the thing, but we know we have to we we have to protect because this is a, a minor thing. But if if it's something big, you you knock people into the Stone Age. But it's not a minor thing, Harry. If you live in that town, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're, they're cursing me out for you saying that. You mad as hell right now. <laughs> like it, and it is taking so long to fix. Oh my god! Unbelievable. Oh my God! You know well, that's the thing that people don't understand, especially like if you knock out a transformer, those things aren't easy to replace. It's not like they have a spare battery somewhere. You but know you they know have they, to be delivered and all of that. So, but you know what they're gonna do, Harry? They're gonna find these people because I that's what so. they do. No, they're gonna find them. So they zero. That I just read the CNN thing. They zeroing in on two possible motives. I was like, okay. <laughs> Now the FBI is into it. And you know, they like that stuff, right? They well, like because, to... <laughs> because they are treating it as domestic terror. So Yes. I, I, mean, I would too. You can't go after a power grid. That is terrorism. You just, you have to know this. <laughs> You're not going to get a slap on the wrist. No, you. this is not a good thing. Like you are terrorizing your own community. You know, so... Uh, but so, so far, 45,000 homes, uh, 45,000 customers, Harry, lost their business. I mean, lost their power. Well, thank God it was North Carolina and not like Maine where it's cold, right? Well, right. I mean, imagine that. And that's, you know, these people, I guess we try, we act like they're not smart, but they know what they're doing. They're looking for, for maximum pain. Like if that's going to change the way you feel about a certain thing. Like, I, I mean, these people are upset right now for many reasons, right? Yeah, but don't take it out on your fellow Americans. It makes no sense. But, but they think, well, it's my fellow Americans who are voting the opposite way of me. So <laughs> the hell with them. I know, but you're gonna be sitting in the dark too. I know. <laughs> I know, but they'll be rooting in the dark. 
going, yeah, but my neighbors aren't happy either. <laughs> it's like insane. Like you're sitting in the dark, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're going to catch him at FBI. You know, they're going to make quick work of this. Because this is what they do. Like, if they can find people in foreign countries, Harry, you think they're not going to find people in North Carolina? <laughs> no. Yeah, of course, they already. Of course, they already have. Probably... I know they. They already got this. They're just. They're just watching them. Yep. Making the case and taking pictures of them, and they they're got trying them. to see what their next move is. Yeah, they got them. They don't even see it coming, Harry. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna kick the door down three, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, so Babs is off Monday, Nora. Nora's in the office. Oh, that's where she works. Yeah, she's on tomorrow. So you, I'm on Friday and back on Tuesday. So yeah, tonight Nora, is the uh, just... what? I can't Nora's see there. her. Nora's there. I can't see through your little smoke screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know we were talking about volcanoes the other day. You know how many volcanoes? Harry, you are on this volcano rabbit hole. But you know why? Because our our Earth is gonna swallow us up. <laughs> we have forty seven actively erupting volcanoes. Forty seven <sighs> volcanoes erupting in the world. I mean, it's insane. I mean, the United States has quite a few of its own, but you have Indonesia, Italy, Japan, <laughs> Chile. Russia, I mean, there's a whole bunch of volcanoes actively erupting. Um, let me tell you something: one thousand three hundred and fifty potentially active volcanoes worldwide. Jeez. Oh, Aside from the continuous belts of volcanoes on the ocean floor at spreading oh, yeah. centers, the, and the this thing is about... from the U.S. government geological site. Yeah, I was reading that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the thing about the ocean floor volcanoes is that they haven't discovered all of them. Yeah, because you can't get to those depths. Yeah, so it's like you never know when the 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 world is gonna end from beneath us, you know. Or Godzilla. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's always a possibility. My money is on Godzilla, Harry. <laughs> that's I'm always just a possibility. My money on Godzilla. They just I'm found. The oldest DNA of a a woolly mammoth mixed with a something. <laughs> it's like I thought they were going to talk about human DNA, and they're giving us yeah, we know there was old animals back then. Yeah, yeah, oldest DNA found. The world's old. Where they find it? I gotta see where where they found it. In an ancient Arctic forest full of. Ma mastodons mastodon yep i don't think i would have been good in prehistoric times that's too much too much harry it's too i can't i don't i don't it's too much you know there was a crossover with they found where you know human dna has been crossed with some of these old wild animals and it's like that crossover must have been a trip <laughs> I mean, I, I cross the street if I see a, a pit bull on my side of the street. <laughs> Imagine seeing a saber-toothed tiger or something. I'm like, oh my god! 
I it's not even it's everything. It's it's pterodactyls. Yeah, everything. I just couldn't. <laughs> I just wouldn't be good in prehistoric times. Imagine walking down the block waiting for a pterodactyl to come and <laughs> grab you. It's like what? I don't want to. I don't want to coexist with dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be one of those cave hermits. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. So, so, uh, uh, you know what's been sweeping the internet's lately, the social media, is that Linza IA. You know where they have this IA that you can give your pictures to, and they trick them out into artificial art, artificial intelligent art, and everybody on social media is doing it. And you know, Harry, I, I. You know, we talk about this all the time about artificial intelligence. I I know that they they have access. You know, they use our we use artificial intelligence for a lot of things, but I'm just not going to give them my myself just to make likenesses and make me look all dreamy and whimsy. I just, I just see down the road that that's going to be our undoing. I just see well, it. The, the, and there's a couple of sites where you could go and conversate with AI. Yes, you know. That's too. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, what am I? All I, all I'm doing is helping it to understand me, so it, it could learn how to destroy me later. <laughs> you know, that's 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 you know what? That's at the back of my thought too, Harry. I'm, yeah. I'm I was like, you give it all the the tools to just do you in. I'm not doing it. I know. I mean, I already, I mean, we got face recognition for our accounts and we got voice recognition for, you know, doorbell. I mean, we got all the things, but I, I feel like we have to slow down, not slow down, Harry, but I think each person has to gauge how much interaction they want from that kind of stuff. That's, that's my thinking. I just want people to be mindful about what that means. Well, you, you see that, um, Elon Musk had announced that the Neuralink, they, they're planning on starting the test on humans in the next six months. Who's going to say yes to that? No, but if you read, uh, there's this employees who are now coming out and saying they're rushing this thing, that they've implanted it in animals who, who once they have that implant, they want to chew their hands off. Oh. Okay, so... And they and they're killing a lot of animals in the process of. I know. Testing. Where's Peter when you know it? Because you know why? Because they don't tell you. So if you if you're not hooked into that in that universe, you won't know what's going on. I think they said like 1,500 animals in the last two years they've killed with this putting the implant in them. Yeah. Um. And I mean, they feel like they've moved along enough to test it on humans i don't think that's long enough you got to have like a, a oh, 50 mean, year they need like three thousand more three hundred thousand well, no, more saying, animals i'm saying at least 50 years of testing before you start putting stuff in people's heads oh i i don't think i think they'll do it inside of five well, years he's, he, he wants he's already ready for six months and they gotta stop they gotta force him to put the brakes on this thing you say that, Harry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look, I want to be one of the ones who gets tested, but not one of the initial, you know, I don't want to eat my hand. <laughs> I want to be one of those. Okay. Okay, I, Harry. I don't, th I don't think I would do it. 
um it, it would just i i don't want i don't want to prolong my existence here this there's, there's something more for me right i don't know what the plan is but our energy isn't you know destroyed so what where i'm going after this what what i'm capable of it's not going to be with a some mechanical thing in my head telling me what to do Ugh. you know but well you know they'll crouch it as a benefit to people uh that's suffering from things right they'll start they'll start there harry they'll start there with people oh no yeah definitely they're you know, talking they'll about make it, they'll make it easy for you to accept it by talking yeah. about the good things it could do for people right they're talking about bringing eyesight back with it yeah and, um yeah they're not gonna talk about we're gonna kill you you know what i mean, mean? like we're we gonna make we're gonna make soldiers that can't be killed yeah. like <laughs> Right, making people walk who can't walk anymore and stuff yeah. like that. So it's and, like, and we all think that's a good idea. Right? Well, it's gonna like, be a miracle, yeah. right? It's yes. gonna be like, oh my god, this is this is it, actually actually he could be the antichrist, right? So he he's gonna be making people walk and see, and you're gonna be like, it's like Jesus all over again, and that's where they got you. Yeah, until you start seeing guards in places, you know, then it's for your protection. Well, wouldn't you like a wouldn't you like a, a a fleet of these guards guarding schools from now on? Oh yeah, right. Wouldn't you like that at sporting sure. events? You'll feel safer. Though, have you seen those mechanical dogs? I mean, the, the robots. Yeah, that that's too scary for me. Those Harry. are the, the scariest things. They should make them more friendly looking. But also, <laughs> why why do they have automatic weapons in them? <laughs> I <don't... laughs> no, I don't want that guarding anything. <laughs> I don't know any dog, <laughs> a real dog, <laughs> that carries an automatic weapon, and they're 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 touting these for police departments, Harry. Yeah. Um. I they, I, I just I don't think that's gonna go well. I I just I see I see lawsuits, I see death and destruction. No, but you see, this is the thing. This is their their way around all of the human error. Is they're gonna say this dog is not biased? This is dog. I can't believe it. This uh, this robot is not biased. It's making you know reason reasoned out decisions. He's yeah. Processing and then everything. I'm gonna have to bring my witnesses who say, but look, <laughs> all these other things have biases built in AI. They face recognition doesn't recognize black people. These things don't recognize black people. And if they recognize black people, Harry, what do you think they're going to do? Shoot to well, kill. You know, if it doesn't <laughs> recognize right people of color, then it shouldn't recognize any of the crimes either that they're committing. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> if you don't see me, how can you see me committing a crime? that part <laughs> it makes no sense oh okay let's we gotta find a happiness story harry because we promised oh, we right. would not go down this <laughs> well i've been playing christmas music well yeah <laughs> yes christmas christmas music is the is the root to all good things
Well, but, okay, uh, we we did start with a positive story. Um, Brittany Griner coming home. That's, yes, that's a good story. That's a good story. But see how easily we go dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we are inherently dark. People. You know, but the thing is, is that the volcanoes are happening. All that stuff is happening. The robots, uh, a police department just had to suspend their program because they were going to put these things into action. Yeah, they were. So, uh, it's just the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, those things are scary. Oh, God. Those things are scary, boy. And, here's, and th- a, here's a good way to uh, use of technology. 3D printed violins could deliver music into many more classrooms with cheap price point. That's a good news story. So what? The violins are what? The 3D printed. Oh, 3D so, printed violins. So they'll be cheap. They'll be cheap to buy. So you, you see could, that you, you could... have another reason to buy a 3D printer besides printing a gun. <laughs> We could use this thing for good. <laughs> you can use it for good. We can use it for good. And you know, it's funny because they say, well, they're banning all, here I go with the dread, but they're banning all the schematics that allow you to, you know, print a gun. But they're late. All the schematics are out there. Everybody, had, all the criminals who been building the 3D guns already got them. You can't ban them from them. Okay, listen. Anyway. Once devastated Pacific reefs see amazing rebirth, recovery with shocking speed. That's good news. I'll give you one more, Harry. A man returns a library book he needed for fixing an old Mercedes 47 years overdue with an apology letter. I don't know what the fees on that are, but... (laughs) They didn't throw him in jail? (laughs) Okay. Okay, the idea is not to take a good story, Harry. 47 years. The idea is not to take a good story and turn it into a bad one. (laughs) We're not playing that game. Let's take a good story and flip it. (laughs) It's like the reef, right? So the... They've been destroying all the coral reefs and everything, which is why the sharks are, you know, coming closer to shore and everything. So, yeah, they have to rebuild all of that stuff. I mean, help us out. Don't want to get bit when you get into the water. Yeah, well. Oh, let me give you another little. Believe it or not, Harry, leprosy offers the potential to regenerate livers Cutting transplant wait times. Wait, what? Leprosy. Leprosy. Yeah. Leprosy has appeared in medical literature as far back as there's been medical literature, but its latest appearance doesn't involve talk of a treatment or cure, but rather a unique ability the parasites that cause leprosy cause leprosy have to regenerate livers. The findings suggest the possibility of adapting this natural process to renew aging livers and repair damaged ones 
to increase health span in humans and remove a significant number of those waiting on liver transplant plants. Working with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a team from the University of Edinburgh observed that the livers of 57 armadillos, a natural carrier of the leprosy parasite, were enlarged compared to uninfected ones, but healthy and without damage. Huh. So if they can identify how the bacteria grows the liver, Harry, as a functioning organ without causing adverse effects in living humans. So if we could use the leprosy to cure that, but not give you leprosy. <laughs> right. It's like fungus, right? So we could we could figure out how to use leprosy and put it in you to fix your liver, but not have you develop leprosy. I think that's a good use of money and time. That's a good story. That is. That is. Okay, getting leprosy is the bad part, though. But. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but like, it, it's just like cancer, right? You have to go through radiation therapy, right, to try to kill the cancer. But Yeah, but hope you don't die in the process. Yes. Right, you're sticking poison in your body. And I'm not suggesting people go hunt armadillos and go kiss them and have them as pets thinking they can save their livers. Don't do that dumb stuff. Don't be stupid. Well, I hear they're tasty. I, can you eat armadillos? <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat that. Now that I know they what? have leprosy, no, no. Uh, and they have natural occurring leprosy. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> so here goes a good story. A 15-year-old is being hailed as a hero after lifting a truck that had fallen on his father's chest. So oh. that that adrenaline. Like, oh, I got to help my dad. Yep. He lifted up the truck and saved his father. See? Okay. Good news. That's good news. That's good news. The oldest tortoise, Harry, is celebrating its 190th birthday. It's the oldest land animal. Yeah, I saw that. Um, he, I mean, this is a, he, he doesn't have his eyesight anymore. He can't. Wait, what was it? He can't hear. <laughs> it's it like, I think he and could only like, smell. why is he alive? Yeah, I think it could only smell right now. <laughs> I'm like, that thing wants to be let go. I know. Does he even have any turn his friend toward his friends? <laughs> I don't want to outlive my friends like that. I don't want to be the last man standing. Not if you can't function, no. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay, I thought that was good news. <laughs> no, but that is good news. I mean, I guess, well, the thing is, is that, like I said, this life is so temporary and we don't know what's next. So it's like, is it, you know, prolonging your existence here? Is it good? I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever is what I, you know, I do think, I do think we play a great role in, in, in the outcomes of things. But I also know, I also believe too, Harry, if a thing is going to be a thing and happen, it's going to happen. So yeah. I do have that, I do have that, that ba balance of, you know, I, I think the earth is tired of us. I do think that. 
but I think we could be better stewards of the earth so the earth won't be tired of us. See what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, but somehow it, or other, I never feel like we are. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, saying that is like saying, you know, China has slave labor, but I'm am I gonna stop buying stuff from Walmart? I don't think so. Not now when you can get $58 TVs. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah, we should be good stewards. Um, but am I gonna stop using AC in the, the summer? Nope. <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's the no, problem. We're, gonna, we're the problem. We are the problem. We're not going to drive our cars. We're not going to embrace mass transportation fully. I mean, we're just not, Harry. We're not going to walk anywhere. We're just not going to do it. No, you know, I I used to have to take the bus, and in the, in New York, the train every day, and being crammed next to people who stink. And everything it that was those you know going to and from work were the worst parts of my day. So, am I gonna go backwards into, you know, mass transportation where I'm jammed into a train or no? I'm not gonna do it. They're gonna have to. Pr well, what was it? Charleston Heston said about his gun. You, they're gonna have to pry <laughs> out my dead body. You know. So, <laughs> That's that's me and my steering wheel. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I listen, listen, Harry. We listen. We are not good stewards. We're very selfish. We don't give a damn about this earth. I don't care what anybody says. I just don't. Although, where they found that um, that uh, what is it, the mastodon? Yeah. They um, they said. That used to be a uh, beautiful oasis type area, and then it it su the you know the earth changes and it suffered through yeah, and hardship. they don't they don't understand uh, I think there's there's a missing a missing component to it or something. I was reading well, it, it, you know, it's well, and right. What I'm saying is, regardless of the species on this earth, the the earth likes to recycle itself. I think I think you're right about that. Yeah, so I, I think, think eventually, right. eventually, we're like no matter what we do, how yeah. many glass bottles we replace plastic yeah. with, we, we the earth is like you're out, <laughs> you're done. Yeah, and the you have like, you have um, certain um, tribes and stuff that they found history that goes back <laughs> way further than our history does, right? So, so you know that we've had to restart civilization over I and know. over and over listen that you that's a good point i mean you've seen it you know when they do those excavations and you see they find artifacts of you know centuries old communities yeah. and stuff so yeah the earth is like mm, done yeah they <laughs> eventually it gets it gets tired of whatever species is on just like the dinosaurs <laughs> right Next. So, the dinosaurs must have been like, all the things the dinosaurs must have been like, we don't drive cars. What do we do? <laughs> we we mostly plant eaters. I know. What <laughs> and what happens? Some kind of ice age, some kind of explosion, some kind of... So yeah, Harry. So maybe these volcanoes and all these things are there to sort of, you know, at some point, we're going to change things up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you have 47... 
actively erupting volcanoes and at any point one could turn. I'm sorry, 1,350. No, 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 but 47 actively erupting right now. <laughs> it's like, what I, the I hell? Don't, I don't want to live in it. I, yeah, see, I might have to add volcanoes to the other list of things that I can't abide. Because before Harry was like, I don't want to live in places where they have tornadoes all the time or hurricanes or or floods like i don't want that but yeah, now but i gotta add volcanoes to that list but then that means you're eliminating the pacific rim right so well, yeah i i am <laughs> <laughs> that's it so no maui for you no maui although harry i do love santa barbara <laughs> i do i really do love the uh the Pacific coast of uh, of California. I love that coastline of California. Like that has got to be some of the most beautiful thing in the world. But I can't do it, Harry, because I I just feel like it's gonna all slide into the ocean. <laughs> it's all gonna slide, <laughs> right? So we're waiting for California to just slide into slide the ocean. into the ocean. I'm like, no, I want. To... <laughs> I can't live in a place where they get tons of snow. So that's all that northern stuff, all that mid-plain stuff. I can't, can't do it. So I guess I'll be in the Northeast for as long as the I mean, Northeast. Because, like, you know what's going to happen, like, when all the ice is melting in the Antarctic and all this stuff, what's going to happen is that the Earth is going to make that ice somewhere else, right? So all of a sudden, New York City could be full of ice but the the earth is going to do what it does yeah it's going to do what it does so i gotta follow i gotta think i gotta start following um what's the new the the astrophysicist uh, Ty, uh is it neil degrasse tyson oh, neil degrasse tyson yeah i think i'm gonna start following him on facebook Harry, because i think he will let us know to make plans <laughs> if he say go east i'm going east <laughs> if he says go north I'm going north. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a roll of the dice. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Harry. You put you some good scientists, geologists, people in your in your friend. They they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you. They'll, well, they'll give you. They'll, they'll be telling you from the spaceship that they're <laughs> floating on. And everybody laughing at them, talking about why are you put revisions. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you? And I'm like, ooh. Make sure there's a side for me on that. <laughs> That's right. Because all it, good movies, Harry, start with some kind of scientist trying to warn people. And what well, happens? Right. It's, it's everybody's Noah, right? All of those scientists are Noah. Everybody's <laughs> waiting for Noah to make that announcement. You know, the flood's coming. Well, there's plenty of them been saying, hey, it's coming. <laughs> this global, this global climate change, warming stuff. It's very real. Look how warm it is for us in, in Connecticut right now, Harry. It is ridiculously warm. Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. <laughs> it's New England, remember? But but it is it is mid-December, almost mid-December. So yeah. But I think snow is coming our way at some point. Like it's coming. Because you know, it's well, been too good for I too think long. From, I think for Monday they said. I think they said like like maybe a dusting to three inches. Yeah. I hope, I hope. I hope not, because I like to get home. I don't want to be stuck <laughs> and travel hell. You know what I bought myself? Well, I don't know when I bought it, because I buy stuff that may, the the item may be located in China somewhere, right? 
So I buy it and it doesn't show up for six months because of the supply chain. So yesterday, some um, snow tracks came for my car. Like if you're stuck, you put uh -huh. the, uh, you roll out a, a snow track so that you could drive onto it and get out of any ditch. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I felt like I got a, a gift. Like, I was like, ooh, who bought me this? And I'm like, oh, I must have bought it my, for myself like six months ago, but it takes forever. Well, make sure you put it in your car. Yeah, that's what I got to do. I got to put it in my Just car. put it in your car because it's not going to do you any good. And I'm going to be like, I was stuck. You said, but then you buy that? Oh, yeah, it's in, in a it's box. In my somewhere. house. <laughs> right now, it is. It's in, in the living room right now in a box. Yeah. Walk into the car, walk into the car tomorrow. Just like, let me put this in the back of the trunk. So it'll be there in case it, I need this. There's nothing worse than having what you need and it's somewhere where you can't get it. <laughs> so that happens to me. That's happened to me with um my battery charges and all that, you know, for the car where you have the, but I have it on a shelf in my basement so I can't charge my dead battery. I gotta buy another one because somebody's still out of my car. Yeah. So I gotta buy another one. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, well, you know what, Harry? I got Norm Lewis. Norman Lewis coming up next at 10:15. He's in the soldiers play that uh tonight is the uh opening at the Schubert. Um, so I'm going tonight, but he's coming out to talk about this performance. So uh I'm excited. So I guess we'll take our break now and I'll be back. So we're gonna get started at 10:15 because he's gonna log in. So all right, you're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. I love this Christmas music. <laughs> Although we need some Curtis Blow. Oh. <laughs> you know, Curtis Blow's song is 47 years. Dream of a white Christmas Just like the one I used to know Where the treetops Glisten And Children listen To hear Sleigh bells In the snow I Am Dreaming Of a wild Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be Christmas be 
dear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Nine lords are leaping, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Ten ladies dancing, nine lords are leaping, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eleven pipers piping, ten ladies dancing, nine lords are leaping, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten ladies dancing, nine lords are leaping, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Long time ago in Bethlehem. So the Holy Bible say, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hark now, hear thee. 
king born today And man will live forevermore Because of Christmas Day While shepherds watch their flock by night Then see a bright new shining star Then hear a choir sing The music seemed to come from afar Now Joseph and his wife Mary Come to Bethlehem that night Then find no place to born she child Not a single room was in sight Hark now hear the angels sing A new king born today And man will live forevermore Because of Christmas Day By and by then find a little nook In a stable all forlorn And in a manger cold and dark Mary's little boy was born Hark now hear the angels sing A new king born today And man will live forevermore Because of Christmas Day Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in the winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird Here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in the winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in the winter wonderland Over the ground lies a mantle of white A heaven of diamonds shine down through the night Two hearts are thrilling in spite of the chilling weather Love knows no season, love knows no climb Romance can blossom any old time Here in the open we're walking and hoping Together, 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 together
together, sleigh bells ring. Are you listening in the lane? Snow is glistening, a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight, walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay is a new bird. He's singing a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he's a circus clown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman Until the other kitties knock him down When it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chillin' We'll frolic and play the Eskimo way Walking in the winter wonderland Walking in the winter wonderland Joy to the world The Lord is come Let earth receive
Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I have the pleasure of talking to uh, Mr. Norman Lewis, Emmy, Grammy, Tony, SAG winner, who is uh, back in New Haven again. I think you should move here, Mr. Lewis. Maybe uh, so. Taking a turn at um, playing Captain Richard Davenport in the uh, Charles Fuller play, A Soldier's Play, which is iconic, to say the very least. Yeah. Yeah, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, back in 1981, 82 in the, that era. And uh, yeah, I'm just so honored. I remember seeing the movie uh, back in the late 80s and being impacted that way. And for me to be a part of this, this amazing play, this amazing ensemble and to read and say Charles Fuller's words is such an honor. I, I don't know of any other theatrical production that is this Black man heavy. Like this is a lot of black men on stage. Yeah. And the topic, even though it's set in uh 1940s, 1944, Louisiana. Right. Um, I think, what do you think? Did you find that some of what was happening in 1944 still resonates with 2022? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the the blatant racisms, uh, the uh even within our own race and uh the the I guess the hierarchy of, you know, trying to be like the house person and also the, I'm trying to stay away from the, you know, the real words, but you know, the, the house <laughs> I, Negro, I, know you, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and the field Negro. And so it's, it's one of those things where it touches on a lot of different things. Uh, it's a murder mystery, actually. It's a beautiful murder mystery that uh, it has a lot of intrigue. Um, but uh, it also talks about the brotherhood of these men and uh, what they went through in 1944 um, and wanting to fight for their country, uh, a country that wasn't going to treat them the way that they wanted to be treated. They felt like if they got to that, you know, uh, that part of, of re uh, reverence uh, and being accepted that way, that they would be accepted in society, but not the case. And, you know, I think what I love most about this is that um, this is a Kenny Leon production directing. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he is just sublime. Yes, and I think this is a 20-week run yeah. uh, and it's debuting tonight. Tonight right. is your opening night. Right. And uh, and y'all going to run this thing around North America for, for 20 weeks uh, and re, re, reintroducing, it, reintroducing it to a new audience of yeah. folks who who may know just the movie and not know it as a play. Right, right. Yeah, I think the impact that it had uh, back in the day, you know, and uh, we have uh, Eugene Lee, who's playing uh, Sergeant Waters in our show, who was one of the original company members back in 1981 with the Negro Ensemble. And he was, he's been telling us amazing stories, like you couldn't even get a ticket to this, to this play. Um, it finally made its Broadway debut uh, a couple of years ago, but COVID hit. And so it had to, uh, you know, fall by the wayside, like a lot of other shows did. But I feel like uh, this resurgence of this tour will help bring this story along. And also the fact that Charles Fuller just passed away a couple of months ago. Yes. It's, uh, this is going to be like a tribute tour for him and hopefully introduce other works that he's done as well. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, this, is, this, this is very special for me and uh, you know, something very, uh, I'm used to being in a musical and That's so, what I was gonna say. This yeah. is this is a, a a real departure. Although I've seen you in Pose, right, right. I've seen you in the uh, the the Women of the Movement, right. 
uh, the, the the five bloods. Right. And so scan- you, people you, always you, talk, people always talk about scandal, you know. They- <laughs> <laughs> and scandal. So so there's no singing in any of that. So right, right, there right. You go. So 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 for an actor, and and you're one of the hardest working actors around. Um, do you like this departure? Do you like people seeing you in a different light? Absolutely. Yeah. You always want to uh, uh, stretch yourself artistically. And, you know, I I do sing. I love singing. I love being in musicals, but I also want people to know that I can do other things as well. And acting is one of those skills that uh, it, it's interesting because people don't think that you're acting in a musical, but you are <laughs> because they're so caught up a lot of times in the, the melodicness of, of the sound. But, you know, this is not, I'm not relying on that now. And so, uh, hopefully people will get the truth that I bring to this character and uh, hopefully they uh, get the amazing messages. There's several different messages within this play. So you'll leave a better person than you came. Mm. So how do you choose the roles, Norman? Like you're not new to this game. So you, you've, you've been in all kinds of films and TV and plays and theater and music. How do you decide what is the right vehicle for you? Well, it's, it's interesting that you asked that question. I feel like a lot of times I get uh, things are chosen, you know, for me, like I, they come to me like, oh, you should look into this or whatever. But I'm just blessed. I'm just one of those actors who's lucky to, to be able to work. I've been in this industry now over three decades, going on my fourth decade. Oh, God. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, but still here, you know, and still wanting to do amazing work and what's actually transpired over the, especially since the pandemic, uh, there's a lot more focus on uh, stories of color, black stories. And so this reaching back to this story that Charles Fuller wrote back in, you know, uh, 1981 is wonderful to kind of like show our history and show uh, not only from the standpoint of what the story is, but what the artist brings. And so uh, I hope more of these kinds of things come to light. Mm. So does this play change you? Did it change you? Did it have some impact on you? Yeah, it, it did, it does. Uh, and I will find out, find more. And, you know, as an actor, you always discover new things every night that you're doing a show. Uh, you might, it might not resonate immediately, but you know, I'll probably f- discover some things, you know, when we finish in June, I was like, oh man, that's what that means. You know, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it, it does. And and this is one of the first, this is like my second show where it's all men. So there's this fraternity and this camaraderie from that, ma- that standpoint where we understand each other and also black men. And, you know, it's interesting to watch the, the, uh, the Caucasian men that are in the show, they're learning things as well from us, our culture and the history that we bring and our similarities and there's uh, especially from the church and you know just this things like that culturally from the United States and so when you when you do a a, a a project like this and and you want the the community to receive it what do you hope that people will take away from this because you know we are engulfed right now in some kind of racial conversation divide right. thing. Right. It is interesting because you know I uh, <laughs> wow wow this is this is you going deep okay <laughs> um, I guess the thing is I want people to understand that we're you know there's not only one story to be told uh, uh, in this country um, you know there's there's that whole thing about the critical race theory and what's being taught in the elementary schools and things like that but there's also the element of knowing that 
a lot of things we don't know, even as black people, we don't know that have gone on. And, and, it's, and it's very crucial that we do know so we don't repeat those things. I mean, for instance, the, the story that, uh, you know, doing the five bloods, until I did the five bloods, I had no idea of the impact that was made in Vietnam, you know, it, in the story, if you if you've seen the movie, there's one section that says uh, American uh, back in uh, back in 19 whenever year that was um, only made up of 11 percent of the United States. But in Vietnam, 33 mm -hmm. percent of the men that were there were black. Yeah. So that's you know what I mean? That's that's the numbers there that just oh, man, it doesn't add up. So sobering. <laughs> yeah, 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 truly, truly. So I just want people to to come here, see this show, uh, be uh, enriched by Charles Fuller's words, but also leave with the understanding that, you know, that these men wanted to fight for their country. They wanted to be representative of their country. They wanted to um, love and show that they have this love for their country but yet the country not necessarily loved them. Mm. And so you, you step into the role that was made iconic by uh, the very beautiful Har Harold Rollins, the late beautiful yeah. Harold Rollins. Yeah. And um, that's a huge step, I think. Oof, yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, I, you are a good-looking man. Don't oh, God bless. Oh, well, listen. You I'll are a very good-looking man. I hope I can. Did I, let me spell your name correctly again. On the <laughs> I appreciate that. But, you know, it's it is one of those things where I, I have said that he was the Denzel before Denzel. Yes. And, you know, and he was such a brilliant actor, such a beautiful, dark skinned black man. And that actually I think that was another impact on my life, too, because, you know, being a dark skinned black man, that it, it was one of those there was some insecurity growing up. You know, we don't want to get into my therapy right now, but, you know, I. I <laughs> I, I embraced my color uh, as I got older because, you know, for years I was told, oh, you're too dark, you're too this, you're too that. But seeing someone like that, and uh, that actually helped me, you know, uh, mentally, psychologically, all that stuff. That, I mean, that was, it, was, it was an iconic role. So do you think that this could, could be remade as a film again? Absolutely. Is, is anybody whispering that? <laughs> uh, I, I haven't heard that, but you know what? anything is possible and you putting it out there in the ethos i think could it could be <laughs> you know it's a possibility they're remaking even though it's going to be a musical but they're remaking color purple uh they're doing all kinds of remakes these days so why not why not let's 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 go for it and do you do you like this idea of reimagining uh plays again and again and again for new audiences it has to be done very smartly if that's a word i don't even know if that's a word but it has to have some intelligence to it besides just showing off. I've, I've seen some plays now in the past few years that were reimagined. And I, I, you know, I don't want to be like a purist and say it should have been that way, but it just what for me wasn't smart enough to move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, you have to have a reason behind a lot of the things that you do. And it, I don't know, it just sometimes it's missed the mark. But then you, you see some things and you go, okay, you know what, I, I can do, I can drive with that. I get that. I was in a show that people were very upset about were, that was being altered, not changed, but altered just a little bit to be a little bit more um, uh, accessible to people. And that was Porgy and Bess with Audra McDonald. And David oh, and my David. God. Yes. And so we altered some things. And what we did is we took out what they call the recitative, which is a lot of 
the dialogue that's usually sung, we just did it as dialogue and we spoke it. And so that cut down because the, the opera is like three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> which is beautiful. It's a beautiful opera. I'm not saying don't go see it, but most of the uh, audience that came to see ours had never seen it. They knew the greatest hits like Summertime and I Got Plenty of Nothing, but they didn't know what the story was. And so make, it's kind of altering it a little bit so people could understand it a little bit better and mm -hmm. uh, not, not stay in there so long <laughs> uh, really helped. <laughs> that's that's a long time. So yeah. so tell me, now, what do you like to... What 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 sort of plays do you like to go see? Do you go try to see every single thing on Broadway? Are you always looking at at other people's work? Like what? How do you do that? Yeah, yeah I do. I mean, you know, I love. I just saw. Uh, I did a pretty big sweep this past couple of weeks before uh, going on the road. Went to see Top Dog Underdog. Love that. I saw, saw that when it first came. I saw yeah, that uh, yeah, by Suzanne Laurie Parks. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful piece, and um, you know the the <laughs> the acting. In and that is just incredible. Like you just, you can't even believe what these guys are going through. Um, I got to see Audra McDonald in the Ohio Murders, uh, which was also a lesson because she's such a, a wonderful actress. Um, uh, Wendell Pierce in- in uh, Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman. Thank you for helping me out because I'm losing my mind, uh, but Death of a Salesman. And then I just recently saw The Piano Lesson. Um, and- I'm an August Wilson devotee. Yeah, it just- <laughs> It's one of those things where you just feel so good knowing that these stories are getting uh, recognition, these actors are getting recognition, and they're doing it. They're doing the thing, you know. So, I hope to with our show. I hope that people will say that uh, about us uh, as an ensemble. We have a great ensemble, uh, and Walt, like I was saying, Eugene Lee, one of the original people that was in it in 1981, is now playing. Uh, Sergeant Waters, the role that was iconically made by uh, by Adolf Sisler, Caesar, yeah. who who did the play and the movie and the movie, yeah, and got uh, Oscar nod for it, right? Right. right so, yeah. so that tells you. But that's I like that thread that you have somebody from the original play yeah. in this production. How right. does that feel? Like I know the stories behind the curtains must be incredible. Oh, it's amazing, and you know he brings his wealth of knowledge, his. Uh, you know, we're, it's almost like he's bringing the, uh, I don't want to say the ghosts, but he's bringing all of the that history with him and telling us stories and that infuses us and it really, really helps us with our characters and, uh, and also the storyline and understanding. If you, if you listen to the language, it is very poetic. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's been challenging to kind of learn it because I don't normally speak this way in certain terms, but, um, but it's, it's very poetic in, in its uh, uh, execution. And so uh, it's it's just beautifully written, just beautifully written. And every day, like you were asking before, I'm just discovering something new. I, I can imagine because it's a lot of emotion in this in this production, in this play. There is a lot of Black man emotion mm -hmm. and aggression and anger and hurt and joy and, and love. And love, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. And to see that with black men on stage, it's got to be. I don't, I don't know where else we you would see this. I don't know where and else this also, would play. There's also a, uh, a redemptive uh, quality to it with uh, you know the white officer and the uh, black officer. There's there's a there's a you you see their journey and uh, you you follow their arc, even though that there's a lot of like you know power play. Uh, there's some instances, especially at the end, where you go, oh okay, all right, I think they could be friends. 
Well, you spent a lot of time here in New Haven. I saw you stand in for the uh, great Cheetah Revere for the Schubert uh, uh, kickoff. Uh, oh, right. for their yeah. for their thing and and you sang beautifully you were witty you were funny you were charming <laughs> and you were in good good vocal form so uh I, I think I like you both ways I think I like you singing and I think I like you uh in these productions so before I let you go I know you took a turn in uh D Douglas Lyons Chicken and Biscuits yeah. and I believe that was a comedy <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh that show have you seen that did you get a chance to see no, it? No I did not get a chance yeah. to see it. Yeah, and, and I, the reason why I was asking it that way, because we didn't last as long as uh, we wanted to. And that was unfortunate because we were one of the first shows to come back after the pandemic. And, you know, we were very careful with the COVID situation and stuff. But then, unfortunately, a couple of our uh, castmates got COVID. And so we had to shut down. And financially, it just it kind of just did us in. But um, but it's now has it has a, an amazing run around the country. It's one of the top shows that the regional theaters are doing and so i'm i think there was like 10 productions this year um and uh yeah it's a it's a comedy but it also has some heart some major heart to it and i just i'm so proud of him douglas lyons is an amazing writer uh performer as well um if you get a chance to see it if it's in your town or whatever go see chicken and biscuits somewhere well you know he's a new havener so Hopefully oh, that's right. Yeah, that's hopefully right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Norman Lewis, you need to move to New Haven because it's I, all happening here. I know. This is <laughs> something in the water here. I don't know what it is. Yeah, good. We got Long Wharf Theater. We got Schubert Theater. We got Yale Rep. We got all kinds of theater. Right. So, you know, you, you, you still be working. You, you yeah. work just as hard. So That's true. <laughs> I am so glad. I, I don't want to take up any of your time because I know tonight is opening night. Right. And right. I know your time is uh, very valuable and you have to go and get yourself ready and prepared. So I appreciate the time that you gave me this morning. Thank you for even wanting to talk to me. That's just, uh, Absolutely. Uh, and I, I'll be in the audience tonight cheering you on. I'll tell you uh, that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mr. Lewis. Have a good show. Break thank a leg. You. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Take good care. Oh, that was a good conversation. I appreciate Mr. Lewis coming on this morning. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and he's about to jump off and go get ready for the show tonight. So if y'all have not gotten your tickets, and I'm and I'm sure you have, uh, just go to schubert.org uh, and uh, buy your tickets. They are they're going to be here from tonight until the 11th, and uh, be a wonderful opportunity. Don't miss this production. I mean, this is really black man brilliance. I think um, if you've ever not had the experience of black man brilliance, this would be the show to check out because to see all these black men on this stage and to hear Charles Fuller's words come to life. Uh, that in and itself is a, the greatest gift. So thank you, Mr. Lewis. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed that very much. I didn't want to keep him long. You know, I could talk all day with somebody that I dig, but I know that uh, he had a finite amount of time and I know that he had to get himself ready for uh his, his uh, performance tonight. And as I said, if you've not uh, gotten your tickets, you really ought to. Plus, the Schubert has new chairs. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> you know, sweeten the deal. Uh, has new chairs. But you want to go see Norman. He is such a talented man. Uh, uh, Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, a SAG. And, uh, and I'm sure at some point Hollywood will pick up on him and he'll snag the... Uh, the golden boy so i'm just saying um harry where you at i don't want we're not gonna we're not gonna go anywhere i'm just gonna leave it 
leave it right there. But that was a wonderful conversation. I know I I, I had to let him go, Harry, because I know he's got he's got to get ready to perform. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't usually know people by their name, but his face is so recognizable. I do remember him from Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. And if, you know what? Until he said it, I was like, "Oh yes." <laughs> so he's been he's been in a lot of a lot of interesting. I, I must say though, I have not seen Defy Bloods yet. You know, Spike Lee movies be going like forever. So I, I might I might just tune it in this weekend or or when I get back when I get back from North Carolina. Uh, but I've seen him in things, and he he is. He is, um, you know, when I see him in different productions, I don't carry over uh, my image of him from the previous production. Do you know what I mean? Like if I saw him in Phantom of the Opera, if I saw him in Scandal, I don't, I don't confuse the two. So, but uh, he, interesting man, very interesting man. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to him. That's all I'm saying. So hey, I didn't want to. Even I could say, even I could say he's very talented. <laughs> he's a good looking man i will tell you that <laughs> i will say that but yeah he's talented he's a he's a talented man so so i look forward to seeing him tonight and uh and uh hearing those beautiful words and watching that play you know you've seen a soldier's play haven't you harry the movie I haven't a soldier story nope let me tell you who's in this one harry Adolf Caesar, Denzel Washington, Harold Rollins, David Allen Greer, Larry Riley, Art Evans, and uh, David Harris. This is the movie? This is the movie. This is the movie from 1984. Oh, wait a minute. I got to see that. So, yeah. So, pull it up if you can. It is really, really good. So, Adolf Caesar did the play and then and then did, then reprised the role in the movie and got an Oscar nomination for it. So... There you go. And won a bunch of awards for the play, too. So that's how good it is. But it's, you know, it's a painful play a little bit, but it's also, like you said, redemptive and, and all the things. So so I think people will be quite uh, uh, moved by it. I'm going tonight. Andrew's my date tonight. So we're going to be there together. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So I'm glad I had a chance to talk to him. You know, so that sounds like a good night there. I don't like going out, but you know, <laughs> it sounds like a very enjoyable <laughs> night out. Okay, I'm sure yeah. all, all I'll have to do to experience it is look at Babs Instagram later. <laughs> yeah, I just gave I gave a little short short window because I knew I know what it's like to. You know, you do all these press junkets for stuff and, you know, um, I didn't want to take up all this time because I knew. But I, I think I I think I talked about the things that I, I really was interested in talking to him about. So. So that worked out pretty well. So so thank you, uh, Anthony Lupinacci from the Schubert Theater. I appreciate you for setting that up. That was a good conversation. So. So, yeah. And you know, Harry, it's the holiday season. It's Christmas. It's time. It's it's that time of year. Maybe we'll get a little snow this weekend and whiten things up. It's it's a wonderful time of the year. Right? Yes, yes, it's the most wonderful yeah, time of the year. 
you know, I got I got Christmas music on my Spotify, my car. I got black Christmas music. <laughs> All the Christmas music sang by black people. I was, listen, I was listening to gospel coming in this morning. Whoa. Well, sometimes you need, sometimes you need it. It's very yeah. uplifting. Sometimes you need those, those, that force of good to come back, you know, yes. whatever. You know, stuff like that I can't get out of my system. I, I even like listening to some preachings and stuff every once in a while. That's all right, Harry. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's gonna do, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it just means that you you enjoy some of that. Yeah. It's all right to enjoy some of that. Definitely, you know, that's 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 the part of the fellowship. I did enjoy the singing and everything together. So it's not something I'm seeking to do again, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was enjoyable at one time. Yeah, but you know, I listen, Harry, I, I was raised in Pentecostal, and, and there are Pentecostal songs that I still yeah. love and sing, particularly in moments when I need it. I still sing it. So I'm not going to show up at anybody's Pentecostal church because, first of all, that's an all-day affair. Second of all, it's loud. And third of all, I just don't have the energy for it. But I do like a good word every now and again, Harry. I like a good word. Yeah, you know, it. it it's it, it, you just get so involved in some of these songs and preachings. Um, even Angel, who's an angry atheist, um, if I'm looking for a, a, an album from way back and I'm like, man, you remember this song we used to sing in church? He's like, oh, I have all the albums. I'll send it to you. I mean, oh, you see, you're not that angry at Christianity. He's like, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, he could be. That's fine, you know, but. But you know that's not true, terribly true, right? It's not entirely true. It can't because, be. Because he's got some records. <laughs> right. I, I mean, and so much of it is edifying that it's like, you can't escape it. Well, I mean, you know, Harry, positivity, however it shows up, is however it shows up. So you can say whatever, but we lean on the things that bring meaning and value and uplift to our lives. So if that's a good gospel song or a, a little bit of preaching from somebody, what? Or, or some Christmas music. Paul, Paul said we were playing the Christmas music early. Early? Right? It's like late. Late. <laughs> like we like, I like never, Christmas music like right after the day after Thanksgiving. He's never seen <laughs> Christmas in July on, on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> And I, I'm a fan. And, and you know, when my kids were little, we used to do Christmas in July for real. You know, we'd hang one ornament up, put a couple of ornaments out, you know, bake some cookies, put some Christmas music on. We'd do it. Oh, you know, we're to the point in my house where the stockings are falling down because they're heavy. <laughs> oh, man. I got a stocking at your house. Is there one for me? No. 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 That's a damn shame, Harry. Only the only the kids. Only the kids. All right, I won't take offense then. And I was I was um thinking because every Christmas we have my my nephews come over and and they have to wait like they don't usually have a stocking. I was saying this year we're gonna put a stocking up for everybody because they feel left out. Um, and also we'll we'll. 
Bella and Daisy and everything will open their gifts. They'll open one gift with the visitors and then they'll open the rest of them later so that everybody doesn't have to sit through them opening all their gifts. Okay. That's a good way to do that. And they'll be cool with that? Like they won't be all bratty? No, they'll... The the girls are good. They listen. Okay. Okay. Like, listen, we're not saying you're not going to open your gifts. Just going to do it later. Later, after everybody is gone. Yeah, I mean, and my daughter gave me a list of gifts I have to return. Because she's like, you can't buy everything on Bella's Christmas list. You have to allow everybody else a chance to buy stuff. So I bought stuff on Bella's Christmas list that people already bought for her. So now I have to return. Because Bella, see, I bought books and stuff. Bella loves books. So I'll just, people, I'll go, I'll go put them in a toy, toy for tot drive. You know, box. that's, that's a possibility too. Yeah, find the toys um, for Todd's drive. So, so it's like unless you, you unless you want to take them back. I'm like when I told her when Bella sends me the list, then you have to earmark what you're getting or what other people are getting because it's like I see stuff on sale and it's like, what? You know? Yeah. Okay. Take your finger off the trigger, dude. <laughs> Don't be so fast. You know, look, I got some really good deals for Black Friday. Really good deal. <laughs> I got deal. I got really good deals for the office too. The computers and all that. I mean, I, I can't all right. All right. I pull the trigger. Like, you just like shopping. <laughs> I do. I love shopping, but when I see a deal, I can't just. I can't procrastinate on some deals. You need to get Paul a better microphone for his phone. <laughs> no, that's that was the win. Okay. You there's nothing you could do with the win. Even if you have a mic, if you don't block the wind, you're always gonna get that. Okay. Yeah. Paul, Paul is upset that his word on the street wasn't heard today. Uh, why? <laughs> it, we it was, heard some of it. We heard a lot of it. it. Some of it, but you know, we, yeah. we do that word on the street video that's gonna be there's a lot of gaps. Yeah. And stuff so well i mean you know that's just speaks to the wi-fi in the city and it speaks to you know he's just you know that's just what it is as the more he does it the better he'll get at it you know he'll start to figure out to position his body away from the wind you know he'll start to figure out to be stationary he'll start to you know figure out how to get a little closer to somebody you know it's just it's just a little bit of a learning curve especially when you're out there with your phone Cause you know people out there shooting whole movies with their phones, so yeah. audio and everything. So well, you, you know, you you basically they sell these cones, right? Where it's a, basically like a cone of silence around the mic, and you you have to point it in the direction. That's what's gonna have to happen with the wind and stuff like that. We got to get something, but then you got to be hyper focused on the guy's face. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it'll be fine. It's fine. I mean, some days it is what it is. Yeah. I still like it. I still like the stories and uh, still a good idea. So, you know, well, we're winding down. I've got Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Uh, you won't be here tomorrow, right? You're, you're on your way to uh, Florida. Did yeah. your um, brother pass? 
Not yet. He's um. We're having a family meeting tomorrow. Okay. All right, Harry. When you're in that meeting, <laughs> I'm basically there to support. Channel your inner Babs. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to tone it down, Babs. <laughs> Just be supportive and consoling. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's me. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, so. You know, don't don't be rushing to unplug people. Like you know what I mean. No, they, they can't take it. Just, just, I'm gonna try to be exactly what they need me to be. So. That's good. That's a, that's a good thing. And your mother's already down there, right? My mother's down there. So yeah, it's, it's got to be tough for the mother. It's got to be very, be very tough. Yeah, because you know that bond, that connection. So you have Nora probably to like Tuesday or Wednesday when I come back. Okay. Well, um, I'm, I'm holding your family in my prayers. Thank you. You know, I'm holding them. Is uh, is Karen going with you or are you going by yourself? I'm going by myself. She, she wants to come with me, but she just started a new job. Okay. I don't want to affect that. Yeah. You know, and um, her boss told her if she needs to go, she could go, but I won't do that until... Till it's time. It's time. So yeah. No, that's that's but right. I'll have my, you know, my my sisters coming with me and my niece are coming. So. Oh, okay. So you're not traveling by yourself. No. Are you flying or are you driving? Uh a velo. All right. <laughs> I listen, I'll be on that joker tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully so, there's no cancellations this time. Oh my gosh. So all right. Well, right. safe travels to you. Yep. And uh, I'll see you when you get back. Thank you for listening to Love Bad's Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Some magic, yeah, that old silk hat they found. 